I listen to the black guy who tips because Rod and Karen are hot. At the time we did our research, people were not prevented from participating on Postmates because of less serious criminal offenses, unlike with some jobs where any record is disqualifying. On ride hail platforms, drivers have to provide specifics of their cars and must pass background checks, the extensiveness of which varies over time and by location. In some municipalities, such as New York City and some California locations, they're also required to get city licenses. The sign-up process has been a flashpoint for controversy because of lax background checks having been linked with driver malfeasance and criminality. Uber and Lyft left Austin, Texas after the city required fingerprinting, only to return after successfully lobbying at the state house for a law that effectively overruled Austin's regulations. There's also ease of exit, although this is something that hasn't been studied much. In a few of our interviews, we had people who were deactivated by a platform because they had not logged on frequently enough. Earners can also be shut off for poor ratings or violations of policy. One of our drivers told us he was deactivated because he had the bad luck of trying to get an Uber executive unidentified to him to switch to Lyft. Apparently, that was a violation of terms that led him to be banned for life from Uber. In contrast to companies with exit interviews, paperwork, and post-employment processes, platforms can cut people off almost literally with the push of a button. As discussed earlier, apps also include prompts that ask consumers to rate and comment on providers. For the companies, this outsourcing via crowdsourcing eliminates costly performance evaluations and provides a mechanism for disciplining workers. Right. Some providers, especially drivers, complain about unfairness on the part of customers and companies' unwillingness to hold them to account. Mm-hmm. How large the ratings? How large the ratings loom varies by platform and person. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Sunday afternoon, ready to do some podcasting. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, Spotify, uh, everywhere you listen to podcasts. You can, you can, you can check us out, iHeartRadio. Um, leave us five star reviews. We love to read those. Uh, we only got one last week, so we would love for people to go on Stitcher and, and itunes and and leave more five-star reviews you know we're into that mm-hmm. uh the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport bullet ball. and bullet ball extreme today's excerpt is from after the gig um by juliet shore um who if everything goes right i'll be interviewing soon but um you know that that part right there talking about some of the like changes to the um uh, work process that these gig jobs use you know um background checks that you know in in on one way it's like the background check can be lax and really uh people worry about that right with the safety of uber and lyft but at the same time like postmates having like less of a strict um background check when it comes to or or not background check but less of a strict policy when it comes to criminality 
might enable some people that are that wouldn't be able to even get a job to get to have a job you see what i'm Correct. saying because some some places are like if you've ever been accused or charged with any level of theft whether it was shoplifting you can't be a driver for dominoes or whatever mm-hmm. and so postmates might be like mm, you can be a driver for us even if you've been accused of that um which which is a good thing because the, the system is fucked up mm-hmm. uh the way it's designed you know it's like things happen and once you quote unquote get a strike on your record people our system punishes you for that for the rest of your life like you can't get a job you can't get any any assistance you can't uh, get grants and scholarships to college a lot of jobs will eliminate you Mm -hmm. then you have this subsection of people that all they do is temporary jobs and the second a job tries to hire them they have to decline because they go, oh, if you hire me, you're going to do a background check and I'm going to flag. So, no, I can't take this job that would actually probably pay me more, give me benefits and all that. Because I know once I flag, that's a motherfucking rap. Well, it's interesting you say that because I thought I heard you kind of acknowledge that um, with Uber and Lyft and what they did with Austin, Texas. Where Austin, Texas was like, you got to have background checks, like strict background checks for these Uber and Lyft drivers and uber and lyft basically left the market basically started lobbying the state house you know whatever that entails um and got austin's regulations overruled and then returned to the market with you know not having to do these uh as much uh fingerprinting and and strict background checks that you know they wanted to and and what i wonder was something like that because in that case i do think because of what they do for a living i do want their backgrounds to be checked i do think that is important um i do think there are things you should be not quali- you should not be able to do if you like if you sexually assaulted someone yeah, you yeah, shouldn't they- be able to drive lyft or uber right but the other thing i was going to say is what does it tell you that they left the market and only returned after saying okay we don't have to do fingerprinting and stuff it sounds to me like they purposely built into the formula to avoid responsibility yeah to avoid responsibility and costs and when i was saying that yes because of i don't mind the background checks Mm. but the thing is once something flags our system doesn't actually go into depth in the details like oh you're flagged you're out Mm. You know, like you said, yes, if you drive for Uber and Lyft and you rob the bank, you don't need to be doing Uber and Lyft. You sexually assaulted, you don't need to be doing Uber and Lyft. There are certain things that should disqualify you because you're actually physically in contact with the general public. That makes a big difference. And yes, their systems was never designed to pay people. Their system, they're basically their system is designed off slavery. Pay the people the least amount of, of we possibly can with the greatest amount of profit we can possibly get we, we we don't want to pay them a living wage that's what we got government assistance for we, we don't we don't want to take care of the vehicles and the cars because they ought to be able to co- to cover that cost themselves but you're not paying them anything so basically all the costs are incurred on the driver so if something happens to that driver because we got them as a contract worker we're not responsible for for that vehicle we're not responsible for a wreck we're not responsible for anything that happens because as far as we're concerned we want to do it the cheapest way possible and that boils back to the government requiring them to do this and if they pull out they just pull out like i mean i hate to be like that it's like you just have to pull out and the thing is if enough places require this like if, if if that was sweeping across the country they would either comply or just not be here 
yeah uh, and we've seen what happens when they're required to pay workers uh a fair wage or treat them as full-time employees they they shut down um right they go um, and the reason why they shut down because they know that put like this they it's almost like amazon they've embedded themselves into society so deep almost like a too big to fail or almost like people depend on them so much till they know that if they quote unquote leave or the threat of leaving the consumers are the ones that get to complain in and being in the uproar about it probably more than the politicians all jokes aside and they might use services too but it's one of those things where the general public gets mad and they just want their service a lot of times people it's sad people don't give a fuck about how they do their thing they're like i want my service that's all that matters to me as a consumer it could be that for sure i think also you'll have some drivers who feel that way because one thing we don't talk about is that not everyone on the app uses it the same way Mm -mm. so a driver on some drivers use it to supplement income some use it for discretionary spending like hey just uh i i this is how i get an extra 200 300 every month and right. you know it's, it's almost like a hobby mm-hmm. some people are like i can't get my needs met these are my basic needs i can only afford this shit if i'm driving every day mm-hmm. you know and so so i could see in a world where they go okay no uber or lyft we're not gonna do it some drivers would be like all right whatever and some are gonna have to be like no i need this to live you know so i think that's a big part of it i think another thing they brought up um is um how how um the ease of exit so they can just wipe you off of the platform because they outsource so much of the performance reviews are basically just your rating and we know that ratings and reviews are basically arbitrary and they can be set by the simplest wildest shit you know uh, because there's no standards to these like me as a consumer i don't have a standard if if i'm racist if i'm bigoted if i'm homophobic like all these factors but when you get a fucking job interview those things aren't even though those things do affect things those things aren't supposed to affect things and if they do you have a repercussion behind that they can't just do that and everybody be like it's all good right and then the other thing is uh even when it's uh let's say you take out racism homophobia and stuff because i i don't think you can but let's say you did right there's not a standard uber experience Mm -mm. so one person's my driver was rude they didn't say a word to me the whole drive is another person's uh i my driver was talking too much or another you know one one person wants a quiet ride another person you know wants to talk um one person wants certain music play another one you know so and essentially these are these people's personal cars that are being used for business right so you know and and you know i i don't like when my passenger my the passenger didn't understand how to meet me across the street or whatever you know stuff like that that people give you a low rating on or just i don't like black people like you said so um they they outsource responsibility because then i don't actually have to perf- know your performance Mm-mm. i just go by what the customer said mm-hmm. and if the customer say you're terrible even if it's just like i want to get my job you know like even if the person's like i just um maybe i want to get a refund so i'm gonna say it's a bad ride because i can get my money back 
uh if the person uh vomits in your car because they're drunk or they have obnoxious drunk behavior you know that kind of stuff so it's it's really interesting to see like what has become commonplace because of these apps yeah and it's also one of those things and it's not the same but it's one of those things where where people are like y'all need to be like taxis because all the taxis are the same motherfucking color i don't have to wonder what my uber vehicle looks like what color i mean they've gotten better with that but now they show you pictures and all but before you didn't even get that much like now they actually show you the picture some of them show you the drivers the license and all that shit but it's one of those things where i know what a yellow fucking yellow taxi looks like they all are unified they're all the same they all look the same they all have the same interior it is motherfucking identical when it comes to uber lift all the side you don't know what you're going to get you know sometimes you might be like i'm on a luxury car but what kind of luxury car are you getting you know things th- things like that like and then that's how they cut those costs and cut those corners. Um, and it's benefits the consumer, uh, and the drivers to actually pay, <laughs> you know, because if you have drivers that are actually getting paid, they would actually care more. Not, not that Uber and Lyft drivers don't care, but if you pay people more, people have a tendency to give a fuck about jobs where they actually get paid a reasonable wage. They actually care. They're actually concerned. Studies and statistics have said you pay people more at that job, they actually began to give a fuck. Versus you don't pay them, that's why, that's, you know, that's why you turn around and get an attitude. Why you got attitude at McDonald's? Bitch, I get paid $5 and some change an hour, $3 and some change once you tax motherfucker you get what you get bitch so that's the difference between if you pay them more per hour to work there you actually might get a goddamn smile yeah well and the thing with uber it's not even just about a pay per hour type of thing i mean it's what you get a percentage of the work you do so if you willing to work a certain amount of time or you get lucky to get enough work and live in the right area whatever then you make more money you know what i mean also there's this algorithm hunting type thing where people go okay i know they'll be making uh, we can make a lot of money at the concert this weekend so there's some people that can go i'm only gonna work this weekend during the concert i'm not gonna work on a monday when the algorithm isn't rewarding me to get people around town you see what i'm saying so so it's not even just a matter of a paying wage a living wage like like with mcdonald's where they only make seven dollars an hour when it comes to the gig economy stuff a lot of times it's are you giving people benefits are you you know what i'm saying are you guaranteeing that someone that has spent 32 hours or more doing this job is has health insurance that's the that's the big difference so it's not it's not necessarily the same but yeah kind of the same lines of if you want better you have to give more to your employees and uh they don't they don't necessarily do that right and because you don't have any standards on on the vehicles how do you know me as as a contract contractors getting my brakes done getting my oil changed how do you know i'm getting my car inspected how do you know i even have insurance on this motherfucking bitch i'm just well i think they do check the insurance and stuff but yeah like you yeah there could be a lot of stuff going on that they don't necessarily know about so and then of course that's what they're the 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 reason they don't want to know and the reason they don't want to fingerprint these guys is so they can be like we didn't know we have no legal liability it's it's that person you see what i'm saying oh you crashed your car and you didn't have insurance well that's that's them that's not a uber situation we we checked the insurance and and at the time and and so you can't blame us right and then that's the problem that i have because you're literally franchising out to all these independent Mm -hmm. contractors you're franchising it out because guess what uh 
uh let's say uh rent rent random barbara barbara i don't know who barbara is i know who uber is and i call uber and got barbara so barbara represents uber as far as the consumer is concerned so the laws ought to represent that but they don't mm-hmm butterfly in the sky i can go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow i can go anywhere friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow i can be all right let's get into the news um what's happening in the news i guess uh coronavirus news hold on let me find a, coronavirus find a song song a diddly a jam if you will a bop jam um let's see how about um what is this uh coronavirus by cbr script i'm from the album come back rich okay okay number one the audio quality of this is horrendous you have to strain to hear like did you wrap this in like underwater why does it sound like this so that's you got me there uh then it's he feels like he's rapping off beat Mm. and his doubles on his on his audio don't sync up with the original oh no too close. baby mm. all right i let a couple i mean i'll give him credit for it sounds like he's staying on topic but, but i don't really know right he has such he poor words he has such poor diction and it just it just don't sound good so um this is a, a two thumbs down for me um all right let's get into the news though uh 1000 new student coronavirus cases have been reported at the university of alabama's campus since the start of fall semester mm, you don't say yeah um it looks like uh since the opening 1063 students have tested positive for the coronavirus and about half of those 492 of those new uh new cases are just from two days mm. these numbers are from all three of the school's campuses according to people uh 481 of the cases were from the main campus of tuscaloosa nine from birmingham campus and two from huntsville campus around also 51 staff and faculty from across all three campuses have tested positive 
unlike school officials across the country alabama president Stuart bell does not blame the spread on the students or their behavior our challenge is not the students our challenge is the visual and there's a difference folks what we have to do is identify where does the virus thrive and where does the virus spread and how can we work together with our students with our faculty and with our staff to make sure that we minimize those places and those incidents boo the cdc like you said the worst thing they could have said it was wipe shit down and spray shit no behavior matters like i'll just say like behavior matters because it's breathing so you have to eliminate large gatherings people need to wear masks like though those are the things that matters in these situations and it don't matter what you do if you know college students decide we're gonna have a big ass party and nobody's gonna wear masks what what do you do against that you can't spray and wipe that away well it's not just parties that's the thing um they're holding in-person class here so apparently the virus is spread virus spread is also unrelated to the fact that they're holding in-person classes dr rick friend dean of the college of community health and sciences said there is no evidence to support this claim and we remain satisfied that the precious implement the pre precious i don't know precious implemented before there was i don't know what precious is supposed to be there it's definitely not the word precious that's supposed to be there process is probably okay that the process is implemented before the resumption of class are appropriate and effective to combat the spread the university of alabama has, does have a designated isolation space isolation space where it is currently below capacity the number will adjust as students complete isolation period to date no students have been hospitalized due to the virus yeah you're not smart yeah uh I, yeah mean, I mean i mean you you're like we're gonna have classes in session it's in the air so we doing everything we can to fight against the air what yeah the thing the thing i will say is um i think i think we have to see honestly how much of this stuff is gonna happen from these um because people are going to go ahead and do it mm-hmm. we're going to have to see like the results uh in two to four weeks of how many people get this and how effective are these methods at combating it because um i th- the idea that it's not spreading from in-person class is kind of wild to me but it just just because of what we know about the virus right but at the same time we don't have the evidence to really show yet that this is how why things are spreading you see what i'm saying so like um classes in 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 georgia like one school had like 100 cases but more than just that one school has gone to in-person classes you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like and how many cases have they had since then and stuff like that and we'll see if it exponentially rises or if cases continue in those situations i think that's when you'll they people like this won't be able to deny it i think right now they're able to deny it because they can be like yeah i mean one school had a thousand cases but what about the other schools that didn't have a thousand cases and they they've been open and so we're gonna it's almost gonna be like worst worst case scenario is gonna have to happen before they give up the shit okay i'm I'm with you now and 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 see somebody like me going why why do we got to jump off the cliff before everybody act like they got fucking common sense like this is dumb this is stupid you're gonna have more outbreaks this is the end result but okay here are your studies and for a lot of those people they're still not gonna change their minds so fuck them no just don't do this dumb shit sorry Mm -hmm. um like i said is i really don't think um 
I really don't think that's gonna be an option. I really think people uh, are gonna I, do this shit. Uh, and, my reasonable um, side says I, I understand, but the yeah. other part of me just gets outraged because I was like, so more people get sick and more people die before you go oh maybe we shouldn't have done this yeah and then you know the part that bothers me because i was you know i read a lot about this shit for the show and i was reading this article that's like opinion article that's basically saying people are treating the coronavirus coverage in the media wrong because the way that the media is treating it is like a shark attack where they cover the incidences where like look an outbreak happened and and but they don't they don't cover the fact that you know a thousand people was in the ocean and only one person got bit you know what i'm saying so they're like you're making it more sensationalistic than it has to be and i and i do feel them on that because that is what we will be drawn to right if there's been there could have been thousands of weddings happening across america in the last like month or so but because there haven't been outbreaks at every wedding right we cover just the one or two that have like these big outbreaks kind of but making it seem as if it's impossible to be safe when maybe if you do follow these rules if you do stay six feet apart wear a mask if you do keep less than you know whatever 50 people or whatever in a space maybe it's not as dangerous as it, as it seems you see what i'm saying yeah and and for me the way i look at the shark attack okay one person gets attacked well that person leaves blood in the water and what happens you have other sharks that recognize the blood that comes and attacks some of the other people like that's but that's not how too. that's not how the shark attacks work with our coverage in the media or even in real life right if there's a shark attack at a beach they they don't let people just keep swimming everybody got to get out the water no they don't right and so they do the things to mitigate that attack yes and so that's the kind of thing with the with this right if there's an outbreak somewhere then they start doing things that will mitigate the outbreak so in this case in alabama's campus they have a um area of isolation and the students have to social uh have to self-isolate for x amount of days before they can return to regular campus life with everyone else it's kind of like the nba bubble in that way right you you have someone that gets sick okay 14 days at minimum you can't be around anyone else they they test you every day blah blah blah. i don't know if alabama's testing every day but that's my point so that's kind of like the shark attack thing if a shark attacks at the beach well everyone has to get out of the water everyone does have to get out the beach for that day or whatever for however long uh until they deem it safe and then you know eventually you can return to the water um but that doesn't mean everyone who ever goes to a beach is under threat of shark attack you see what i'm saying agree and so that was the logic that the person was invoking this is the this is my issue with their logic how do we know that the reason a lot of these outbreaks aren't becoming so like widespread is because we are following safety measures so it's kind of like this catch-22 where they're like Mm -hmm. we don't have all these outbreaks in school where we can be feeling like we should just not let kids go to school it's like that i understand your point but then we also did shut down 99 percent of school right away yes we did we're just now really truly returning back to school with these new supposed safety measures in place Mm -hmm. some of which we know aren't as effective as others right um and we're also hoping these kids cooperate we do know that it is possible though Mm -hmm. because we have some you have the nba bubble where people are playing a sport where there cannot be social distancing and zero cases 
so it is possible but it requires a lot of variables to be mo- uh, monitored constantly and so i think that's what's missing in these equations is um a lot of these administrators seem to be more haphazard it doesn't really seem to be science-based a lot of this stuff just kind of seems to be like it's no big deal everyone calm down and it is that attitude that scares me because i'm like oh the people who don't treat this seriously like florida georgia are the people that seem to experience the most outbreaks in the highest numbers and that's not by coincidence it's right. the reason why those things go hand in hand and it's the reason why people like me going your argument makes no sense yeah i'm just more reassured by people that take it serious i don't i am not a person that believes that uh it's impossible for people to gather and do anything i don't i, I do Agreed. think you, you there are people that are going to have family gatherings and mm-hmm. they're going to follow the rules and they're going to be fine there's going to be people that uh there's going to be workplaces that figure this shit out and be like everyone wear a mask everyone stay this far apart uh open some windows i don't know but you know there's going to be places that they're going to be restaurants that they, they figure this shit out but i'm just i'm not that confident because of how we deal i'm not that confident because of the attitudes of half of america it's not it's not that because we seen overseas that shit has returned so you can't even like say that it's impossible you know what i'm saying it is possible mm-hmm. clear, clearly um but i just don't know that we in america have the willpower to do the things that are necessary because we are so motivated by science denial and let's just return to normal and returning to normal is just not something that's in the cards in my opinion normal is the danger so you have to have like there has to be some some um there has to be some sort of vigilance about this and i i don't know i'm not getting that from you know the university of alabama's uh statements It, it feels like there's not a lot of vigilance yeah and also for for uh people like me i've gotten better than i was before so i do understand gatherings and gets togethers and things like that but you know for me i opt out of that and the biggest reason why i opt out of a lot of that stuff is because you have too many factors that i can't control and not only i can't control other people aren't willing to control them they're not willing to legislate laws they aren't willing to force people to just do the most basic simplest shit to allow people just to be able to do the things that they want to do and feel safe because my thing is about safety i might be doing the right thing but if you're not doing the right thing it impacts everybody else and that's the part that kills me is like no 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 your stupidity or your your lack of willingness to see signs for what it is the end result is death and i'm like oh no 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 the end result is death and it's like there are a lot of people that get sick but there are a lot of people that die and the thing is you don't know you're gonna die until you get it and i you know and that's the thing and you know and people that have got covid a lot of those people's lives are never the same you yeah know? we 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 know this we talk about this every day on the show i don't think that's um in dispute you see what i'm saying it's just um scientifically there's this is kind of where we're at now there's not a cure out right now mm-hmm. so people are going to go do things you're more risk averse than most people i'm more risk averse than most people so we're not doing shit that other people um have they feel like it's safe so you know i don't want to turn our show into just Mm-mm. shitting on everybody for living their lives or whatever mm-hmm. but this is gonna like there has to be a bit of detachment from 
what we're reading because there are gonna be it's the shark attack syndrome we are going these are the shark attacks oh my god sharks are everywhere and that's not necessarily true is the point like um and then some people are the mayor from jaws you know like <laughs> yes it just depends yes, the mayor from jaws you know it depends on the individual circumstances you know um but a lot of this stuff is about attitudes and following protocols and i think there there's a there's a better chance than not that there's a safe way for kids to go to school yes um because we've seen it overseas you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so there's a there's a better chance than not it's just certain places i just the, unfortunately for us the places that are the most likely to just be like we're gonna go to school or we're gonna have parties or we're gonna have concerts are the places that have no precautions so it's like this catch-22 like alabama's a place that they, they're also kind of denying the science so to see them downplay this doesn't reassure me at all if this was say new york city and they were kind of being like no we got a plan we got a process and this is what we worked on well we watched the numbers decline in new york city so i would feel more like okay they're at least taking it serious you know and you know and and it takes a require a, a willingness to be able to shut shit down and be like okay it's getting out of control the thing we tried didn't work whatever but we things have been happening people have been having outdoor concerts mm-hmm. people have been doing comedy shows outdoors now um we haven't seen this mass reemergence or mass spreader events happening and we de- we do need to note that because we note when those things take place on the show and then two weeks later when there's not an outbreak it is like oh, okay cool they did that right that to me is a sign of hopefulness of oh, okay there's a way to do things right yeah and also i think that uh th- a lot of it is i know they got studies and statistics and things like that and number counts i wish we had more of those so i could actually see and go oh okay versus basing it off of how i feel on some situations because some of this stuff you don't really have numbers because you have to have numbers in order for people and and even with the numbers some people still aren't going to believe but you have to have numbers to say like you say in the in the in these this school had this many outbreaks this school had this many outbreaks check again two weeks later the, you know because this thing we do a one-time stop like i said sensationalized then everybody leaves and nobody comes back to say see what and, happens two weeks and, later a month later but also later. that that stuff takes time so That's true. so like for example we know that the uh what was it delaware where they had the bike rally we know that there have been cases of COVID coming from there going back to all over the country mm-hmm. but that takes two weeks to know so like that that kind of but then at the same time there was an experiment with the outdoor concert in europe i want to say over a month ago now we don't have any like and then everyone got COVID. so it like some of this stuff like but like clearly some of this stuff is working and some isn't now there's other issues with the concerts outdoors and stuff are they profitable um do they make sense for these venues and stuff and that stuff is turning out to be like not good like it's looking like you can't really make the money you need to make from an outdoor concert to keep uh artists and venues in business right now Mm -hmm. so you know but but yeah that's what we do here um here's another shark attack customer quincy <laughs> customer and a quincy police officer got banned from marshfield restaurant after a fight over mask 
shit. multiple customers are now banned from chinese restaurant mean dynasty in marshfield after one woman grew belligerent when she was asked to leave for refusing to wear a mask on wednesday evening surveillance video from inside the restaurant shows an unidentified woman pushing plastic part partitions over uh, on the front desk while while an unidentified off-duty quincy police officer flashes his identification according to the investigators the quincy officer was at the restaurant with the woman the restaurant owner lee yan said she called marshville police when the party of five refused to leave she said they came in for takeout but then wanted to be seated and serve both food and alcohol yan said she refused service because the woman was drunk the people with her then threatened her and refused to put on mask after being asked yan said the officer told customers he's been a police officer for 25 years she said he also told the restaurant employees not to touch the woman or stop her as she pushed things over marshfield police chief phil tavares um confirmed to wcvb the patriot ledger's media partner that they are not allowed back in the restaurant property and will be subjected to criminal prosecution if found there um yeah that's the thing these motherfuckers really do leave the house hoping like with a wish i nigga would attitude Mm -hmm. yeah that's that that's their whole purpose their whole purpose is i'm going to go out here and purposefully do offensive shit i'm going to go and say shit i'm going to go up to the line i'm going to push the buttons i'm going to do these things that's why it's best to just let leave these motherfuckers alone but the thing is in a restaurant setting that's a completely different thing because you're interrupting other people's meals you should just leave yeah and the and the people that work there are worried because they could get sick because people right. doing stuff like this about a month ago the restaurant was shut down for one day for violating COVID 19 safety regulations after officials saw 100 to 150 people standing in the bar area most without face coverings so they did the shit where they were just like fuck it mm-hmm. but they realized we we will we will, we actually lose money if we do that so mm-hmm. now we implementing the rules after the violation the owner said they were committed to enforcing health guidelines the restaurant has signage at the front door that reads do not open the door without a mask no mask no service uh yan said she is deeply hurt at the behavior of the woman but more so at that of the police officer mm-hmm. i think this video show other police officers how to not do their job how to be a better police officer watching something criminal happen and doing nothing this is the most angry part Mm-hmm. because she's like that's your job bitch yeah and it's you know it's wild because because it sounds like when they first tried to open up they weren't respecting the social distancing they would just open the restaurant and what message did you send to people because these might be customers that come in before you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like oh yeah this place is a place we don't have to do that shit and it's like you do you know um let's see a restaurant fired a waiter for contracting COVID 19. this is major to me this is detroit news this is major to me because the whole way this thing has to work is when an employee gets COVID 19 or something like that you need them kind of to tell their workplace especially when you work with the general public then you need them to like go home and isolate mm-hmm. for at least two weeks yep. and then come back when they're when there's when it's safe right they, they don't want to do any of that um and the incentive has to be there for the employee employee to even take this like to to report it yeah because you're gonna have them not saying nothing because if you right if you if you punish them then you basically say don't tell us that you're sick yeah and if you don't and and uh, if you don't pay them or whatever then you basically say come in get the rest of the staff sick get them get uh customers sick it's okay 
well um apparently nicholas nicholas prada a waiter and assistant manager at tamakan noodle bar in the university of michigan campus became ill around june 24th with coronavirus symptoms he reported the illness to his manager and stayed home from work after testing positive for the virus on june 27th prada who had uh worked at the restaurant since january 2018 claims he was refused payment during quarantine and was fired after interrogating him uh regarding the origin of his sickness the owner of the restaurant yang hum yan uh accused him of catching covid19 at a party and said for pr reasons it would be best for you not to come back to work and you don't know where he caught it from but the, but the, but that's the thing that's the assumption that everybody makes is that you caught it from a party or some shit like that but here's the thing even if you did right it don't matter you like you honestly just have to pay the person for the safety of your restaurant and yes. for the um other employees because other employees are watching this right and, this and what they just good. learned what the other employees just learned is if i get COVID 19 and i get sick i can't tell you Mm-mm. i have to come to work with it yep and i just spread it and give it and possibly give it to you and kill you mm-hmm. uh prada's attorney noah hurritz uh says the restaurant violates the family first coronavirus response act the emergency paid sick leave act and the fair labor standards act yeah we have laws on the books about how to handle this now and uh restaurants in their own selfish uh short-sighted profit uh model are like i'd rather risk coronavirus for everybody or what what's really happened with coronavirus is that it's become a moral failing yes if you get it then you must have been doing something too risky you must have been you're you're a nasty person you're a stupid person you're a person that is um consistently uh you know out here making bad decisions and so now when people do have it the first thing they want to do is like one lie about how they got it right it's always i must have touched something on the door so i I definitely wasn't around other people it's like mm, that's really very low odds that that's how you got it you know and it's i always wear my mask and i always well you know you could still get it in a very low like there's a low percentage that you could get it even with wearing a mask and social distancing but the the truth of the matter is you probably did do something risky we can't make judging you for what you did more important than trying to stop the virus right because judging you for what you did is one of the ways to deflect from the virus like mm-hmm. like it's one of those things we were talking about yesterday how instead of actually trying to solve the problem we we we, we want to focus on the symptoms of the problem like, like the symptoms of the problem is the real problem yeah we want to be able to say you ain't shit you caught the coronavirus as opposed to being like okay where'd you get it from because that's how you do contact tracing correct so let's say you did get it at a party okay cool what what party was it okay we need to let everyone know in attendance at that party to go get checked right you know this is just kind of how it is if we attach shame to this in the way that people did with like hiv and stuff Mm -hmm. you're really only making it worse and harder because people gonna hide it people you know that kind of shit anyway i hope he gets paid the other thing i would note too here um and this is one of the things for you know i'm not trying to fear monger here but but it is the truth one of the reasons i don't go eat out um restaurants don't have to report in many jurisdictions if they have uh employees that have had COVID 19 or uh, been coronavirus asymptomatic whatever or if they uh have an outbreak at their restaurant they don't have to report that Mm -mm. they don't have to close down either Mm -mm. so um 
that's a little worrisome for me because they're like i've i saw like a tweet the other day by somebody i was like yeah i just quit i just got quit my job at such and such place and offer offer this location and don't eat there because everybody in that motherfucker got coronavirus because um they you know we've been getting each other sick and that's why i quit because uh this is some bullshit blah, blah blah and it's like uh and they were like and legally we don't have to report it the mm-hmm. management nobody has to tell the Mm-mm. anyone for public safety that this is happening in this area in this restaurant so you know that, that's one of the reasons I've, I've been hesitant because i think we need to get to a point where you need to be compelled to tell people yeah you know? yeah and the thing is anybody can actually catch coronavirus no matter how quote if you leave your house it's a possibility that you can get it so mm-hmm. you know the the moral quote-unquote failing that people try to put on it ain't ain't always what it seems to be yeah um and it's one of those things where i think because people judge the people that be going to these parties and shit like that uh like you said because they put the pictures online but nobody knows what's happening in those pictures like you said that's the problem nobody knows that everybody's been social distant whatever it is nobody knows nobody's gonna ask it's the internet the internet does not care the internet just gonna assume that y'all went y'all went in there and slobbed and coughed in each other's mouth and everybody got the coronavirus they don't care and so it's one of those things that once people have gotten to the point where they go you gotta it's your fault and that's not always a true yeah the policy doesn't say don't pay them if they got it at a party correct so it really doesn't fucking matter you know what i mean so that's just i shouldn't be able to lose my job yeah yeah like that's 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 insane so uh viral photo shows kids using taco bell wi-fi to finish homework this is just another effect of the social distance learning and stuff and being Mm -hmm. like we're gonna have school from home when everybody doesn't have wi-fi stuff you know correct um and it's amazing the dedication and commitment that these kids have uh because it looks like they're kids of the employees at the taco bell um but at the same time like it also is such a big statement on our country and the allocation of resources that we've had and the fact that we had time to prepare and people were not instead of spending that time going what are we going to do to make sure that people are in a kids are in a position where regardless of a lack of means they still are able to access the lessons from home people were like should we open schools should we not should we have people come should we not and they spent more time going back and forth on that like you know uh how are we going to social distance are we even going to do it should they all be in the same classroom Should they wear masks should they not wear masks and and no one was like let's accept the fact that every other country seems to have told people stay home and so what are we going to do for those kids you know what i mean so um but yeah that's uh that that's that's a huge statement too on uh just race poverty and and capitalism yeah that speaks on so many levels because you have parents who probably couldn't find babysitters which means that's why their children was there trying to do their homework in the first place out of taco bell 
you know so it's one of those things where the parents were forced to go to work or their caregivers who was taking care of forced to go back to work your children were probably too small to leave at home alone Mm -hmm. so then you had to bring them there and instead of fixing the problem everybody you know wants to you know make it trend on social media versus saying hey there is a problem here and we have a lot of children in these particular situations and a lot of the things that would have assisted them uh got struck down a lot of the policies that said that hey uh you have to if you make under a certain amount of money you know you can get the internet at a discounted rate or possibly free a lot of those services got got gutted you know that would have helped these children have uh the services that they need yeah we we can't defund the police but we've already defunded our schools been you know them, yes. and you don't hear and you don't you know you don't see much of a fight about that we just accept that this is the quality of schooling that we can achieve in america and oh well some kids just gotta get fucked you know in this situation as opposed to um you know as opposed as opposed to other countries that have found a way to do this you know um so yeah uh last one fda commissioner says he is willing to fast track a COVID 19 vaccine um basically saying uh uh dr stephen hahn the fda commissioner uh, his agency said they are prepared to authorize a vaccine before phase three clinical trials are complete as long as officials are convinced that the benefits outweigh the risk outweigh the risk uh without providing evidence u.s president donald trump last saturday accused members of the so-called deep state working within the fda of complicating efforts to test covid19 vaccines in order to delay results until november 3rd presidential election this nigga i know a day later the fda gave emergency use authorization of a coronavirus treatment that uses blood plasma from recovered patients our emergency use authorization is not the same as a full approval uh said han uh adding that his decisions will not be made because of political pressure this is going to be a science medicine data decision this is not going to be a political decision he said the safest way for the vaccine to be available for the use before the end of phase three trials which involve thousands of patients and could take years would be by issuing an emergency authorization for use by certain groups rather than a blanket approval um which means they'll be the guinea pigs they'll be the one with the side effects and outbreaks and death and whatever else comes with it possibly um because that because if you ain't going through all the testing nobody knows well the if that if that last phase typically takes years then i mean they are gonna have to make a decision because they're probably not gonna want the world to operate like this for years correct so at some point if they're like ain't nobody growing the third arm they they probably are gonna roll this shit out <laughs> i think that's gonna happen everywhere by the way i don't think that's gonna i don't think that's yeah, a and f- whatever happens happens they're like this is better than nothing fuck it yeah i think that's gonna happen everywhere i, I think this might be the new flu like the new we get a yearly covid shot yeah and because once they get it out on the market they can turn around and still run these tests kind of we're gonna still run a test but we also going to you know here's a shot like you say hope your third eye don't fall out and we hope you know and that's the shit that it's a catch 22 because it's scary to me because i don't want to take no shit you ain't tested bitch no sorry okay no problem i don't want to take nothing you ain't tested i don't know what's gonna happen i don't well, know well that they didn't say they haven't tested it it's just it might not be through my 
they will have tested it monitored it for however long and been like okay cool we uh haven't got any uh adverse results or whatever or these are the side effects that we've seen so far and you know if this is you know this appears to be safe enough you know um so i don't know i i I, but, uh, but I, I think I, but this I shit is gonna happen because motherfuckers can't live like this forever no. i don't i don't know like motherfuckers are not trying to live like this for years and i think also with half of the fucking population literally being like fuck it that's gonna rush that's gonna definitely make people be like i'd rather take the vaccine because every fucking day i go to the store every day i go to work every day I, i'm risking my life so one way or another i'm risking my life i'd rather be risking it with a vaccine that has at least been tested somewhat has made it through uh several stages of testing than to be the opposite which is well i guess i'm just uh you know stuck in the ha- house forever or or i guess i'm just going out fuck it yeah and 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 what's so fucked up about that is that most people will be able to get this through their insurance company hopefully if insurance companies pay for it but it's also one of those things where you know like let's say it's like the flu shot you know the flu shot now you can get cheap and some some situations you get for free but when this COVID come out it's not gonna be like that so i'm gonna have to get a booster shot or whatever possibly it might be for free or be covered by people's insurance and shit we don't know yet that's true you know we'll we'll see what happens honestly we this shit is all just happening right now and there is no um you know there there's no telling what's gonna happen next so that that that's true and, and it's one of those things where when you're in the midst of something and you just have to quote unquote wait and see and we don't live in a wait and see society so i i I completely understand why everybody's in a rush to get it out as soon as possible you know kind of regardless of the side effects and regardless what happened goes like look this is better than nothing which i completely understand that but you're gonna have people like me go to goes okay i understand this is better than nothing but at the same time you know you still have questions but this is one of the things where it takes time and that's something that people feel like they don't have at this time also y'all gonna feel like that anyway correct like they could do the whole take the whole thing it could be years we they could be like three years later we did all the testing we're ready for the vaccine and people still gonna be like what's it gonna do to me people don't take vaccines that we know work that's true so you know like the anti-vaxxer sentiment and shit is is gonna be out there no matter what people don't fucking want to take measles and mumps and chicken pox type shit so like shingles and shit yes so i i don't know I, like i'm just open to everything i don't want to be stuck in the house forever and i also don't want to be one of these anti motherfuckers where it's just like no. i don't give a fuck what y'all do uh y'all gonna give it to everybody else and then i might take it one day if i feel like like okay so i guess you die of covid in the three five years you waiting to feel safe like i don't know at some point everyone's gonna have to bite the bullet and and try some of these solutions you know unless they come up with like a medicine that's just like a cure for this shit everyone's gonna have to fucking take it like this is this is it this is the game we don't have a good there's not a good choice no it's not so um let's get to other news terry cruz called out after trying to start a boycott of magic city in atlanta uh let's see thursday morning cruz who was recently called out for his criticism of black lives matter tweeted out boycott magic city and include the hashtag black love matters what did that got to do with magic city yeah i don't know mm-hmm. the blowback to his decision to attempt disparaging 
atlanta institution also known for its wings was swift with many pointing out that it's particularly baffling that the america's got talent host and recent rick ross lyrical subject chose to eschew eschew mentions of among other things recent acts of police brutality natural disasters in favor of a message that falls firmly into the who asked for this category (laughs) yeah and then later he um said um my tweet yesterday however well intentioned was ill time i pray for the many women trapped in traffic in the life of the sex industry and see no way out i want them to know they are not the product to be used but people to be loved what what does that have to do with anything just just because i you know i'm a dancer or strip at magic city it don't mean i'm a sex trafficker like it, it don't and it don't even mean i'm not loved what, what are we talking about here yeah I don't, you know what um i don't know what's up with him Mm-mm. i know he used to be uh when he first kind of came to prominence of well we started talking about it on our podcast a long 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 time ago it was because he was anti um porn and mm-hmm. masturbation mm-hmm. and he was going on like those daytime talk shows talking about that so, some of these are his so maybe ups. he's trying to come back to that because he blamed him being uh inf- his infidelity and and other issues in his marriage on the fact that he said he was addicted to porn yeah so a lot of this might be projecting yeah uh, i mean obviously um mm-hmm. so it's just such a weird maybe he's trying to go back to those like oh, i remember when i the most controversial thing i said was porn you know so i don't know r kelly attacked by inmate over supporter uh protest singer sustains very minor injuries well very minor injuries what went wrong mm-hmm. just saying mm. Yeah. I'm supposed to feel sorry for that bitch. I don't. Yeah, so he became a target of physical violence as he was attacked in his cell by another inmate. According to sources close to the law enforcement, the incident recently happened inside the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Chicago. The outlet reported that Kelly was sitting on his bed when another inmate walked into his cell and started punching him. Sources say the inmate was reportedly upset because the detention facility was placed on lockdown a couple of times because of Kelly's protesters who are demonstrating outside the jail. Oh, so they like, we have to be on more restrictions because these niggas out here protesting you. Mm hmm. When the inmates fed up. Come on. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Um, while the fight did not last long, Kelly's lawyer says that client sustained very minor bruising there are no details about how the fight stopped or if security guard or another inmate got involved so not because they were upset about you know Mm-mm. the massive amount of sexual That's assaults right. and look they're, they're fucking up our one hour outside no bitch right he got beat up because of some inconveniences uh not this was not a uh principled ass whooping Mm-mm uh i mean i'll take it i also do low-key conspiracy hotel moment uh do wonder if he <laughs> if var kelly might have set it up himself to try to garner some type of sympathy Possibility. like yeah man i got beat up man they gotta get me out of here like nope uh people are calling for the queen to revoke Meghan markle's royal title after she encouraged americans to vote hmm. do you wonder why they left also they stay trying to take her title 
like that is so funny boy she gave it away the hell y'all talking about she don't give a fuck about that shit hmm. and they stay trying to take it from her like well, we gonna take it it's like okay nigga i don't even live there no more yeah. i'm in canada i renounced it y'all can have this shit i'm good like yeah and i, think- I don't want the world to be like so i gotta stay neutral while the world is burning like i I like megan markle so much like i I don't know her know her mm -hmm, or anything mm -hmm. but but i just like what she's doing with that because people i you remember when this shit happened and motherfuckers was up in arms we shouldn't even celebrate this Mm -hmm. this is we you know she's just gonna be part of the imperialistic blah 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 she has really changed the paradigm of what that position means and what you can and cannot say and can and cannot do and support and her being a black woman is clearly more important than fucking being uh the duchess in her mind and i fucking love that yeah and it's one of those things where similar to america they was like oh she's our nigger we can talk shit about her we can we can talk about how fat she is we can shame her to the point of tears in the interview while she's obviously pregnant we can criticize every single thing about her we can harass her when she's just walking around we can do all this shit to her over here the second she's like oh y'all harassing me i don't i'm done and her husband who loves her is like yeah quit fucking harassing my husband they're the problem you know and then you know they leave you know and the queen's showing her ass and talking about well you know uh we we're gonna sit and talk about it i was like nah we actually are leaving you know and we actually denounced this shit so that shows you how what we really think about it and now they're mad because they was like how dare our nigger go somewhere else and and talks and speaks and does these things you're supposed to be here where we can tell you apart and we can criticize you and can't nobody else say anything about you but us and for the fact that y'all can't make her quote-unquote disappear irritates them also like the tabloids and shit tried to they thought it was like a negotiation tactic Mm -hmm. When she was like, I'm, I want to be out. This is making me miserable. And they definitely thought her husband would be like, well, this is the job. You know, I'm committed to, to this whiteness and, and, and to this, uh, to my, my family. And he was like, nah, baby, if you want to go, we going. So I, it's like they, I think they wanted her to pay for that, for taking this yes. white man that was the dreams of so many white women uh who've been romanticizing you know uh harry from jump to the like for this black woman not from this not from uh europe country right to come over and like woo this mother sweep this nigga off his feet have him changing up everything have a black baby and then be like we going to canada also i'm not gonna shut the fuck up and also the americans need to vote trump out of office she is an american i hope they didn't forget that right like for them to feel that way you know what i'm saying like i don't know man i and i love that she's keeping it up because she could have been like okay they the heat's off of me we moved i'm pushing it now and she's just like nah fuck that so i appreciate I it mean, i know they think she all types of uppity and ungrateful and shit they do. uh so yeah um but they but now they take away her title and then what yeah didn't they denounce it that's my mind they didn't denounce her okay. no but that was a thing they were like you, you know you're gonna we're gonna take away like your royal duties and all this type of shit 
and they they just keep thinking that that means something to her and it don't it don't seem to Mm-mm. to him or her they're or like, at least like it, okay it don't seem to mean it as much as they want it to mm-hmm. because they want your actions to be dictated off of that and they're like okay and and even if they were to do it they would say and because guess what they still gonna be rich yeah she hasn't compromised on that shit at all you know all the shit people were saying man they should they should admit they were wrong you know what i mean because that's what people people were running around like it was this a, is gonna be the worst thing ever wow y'all watching this see it, this what about the imperialism i and it's remember like, that yeah. it was a big ass uproar online people were falling out of a fucking wedding that's not even in our country right like nobody is saying and like no one is stupid right like no one's watching this and going and now i'm okay with colonialism like like allow people to be sophisticated as you claim to be allow people the nuance that you claim to have you know instead of just shitting on everybody because they didn't want to join you in in basically denigrating this woman before she even got a chance to to speak so yeah and on the low uh harry is like uh yeah this is the bullshit to kill my mama i my mama died i'm not gonna watch my wife die y'all not gonna harass my children we will leave this bitch take your crown take your names take your titles and the thing is he really loves that woman and it's one of those things where he was like baby if you want to leave pack your shit let's go uh u.s judge rules cities cannot find people for living outside let us not forget that homeless individuals are citizens just as much as those fortunate enough to have secure living space a hundred percent agreed a hundred percent agreed my taxes keep fucking going up get shelters uh uh make sure these people aren't on the street the fuck is my tax money going for you're taking it regardless we shouldn't have homeless people this country makes this country is too rich for us to actually have homeless people we ought to have programs and shit in place to help people grants pass oregon is joining boise idaho in its new legal decision to no longer cite or find people who live outside last month u.s magistrate judge mark d clark decided that the city of grants pass violated its homeless residents eighth amendment rights by banning them from parks without due process and citing them for sleeping outside uh the judge's ruling was made based on the 2018 martin v city of boise case that came to the conclusion that cities cannot make it illegal for people to sleep or rest outside without giving people sufficient indoor options the outlet reports grant pat grants pass city attorney mark bartholomew said the city plans to appeal the u.s supreme court ignored the relevance of the martin case which prompted the conversation about overgrowing populations in cities and the lack of housing the issue of resting and living out Outside has been a topic of conversation in grants past for years according to abc news with many saying law enforcement has made it impossible to live and rest outdoors yeah and a lot of this goes to because of slavery like a lot of this boils down to slavery you don't have nowhere to go you don't have nothing to do we're going to arrest you we're going to find you we're going to put you in the system we're going to put you in all types of debt and i think you even read articles about it where other cities like up north and out west are like sending their homeless people to other fucking states and leaving them in the middle of fucking nowhere by bus and all that shit and you're like okay now you're bringing people here that originally aren't from here which means they have no friends they have no family they have no support and you're putting the strain on a community that they're not from so it's like so you have homeless people that already have a, a plethora of issues and then you're shipping your homeless people you know 
out of state which the fuck is that if they choose to go that's a whole nother thing but don't ship them just to ship them because y'all don't want to be bothered with them and the thing is the homeless problem is not going to go away just because you push them around the city just because you get them out of sight just because you tear up their camps they are still homeless so unless you fix that problem you can't erase people just because you don't want to see them and in some places they just fucking walk over them like okay they're still homeless my nigga like unless you do something and address the problem i don't understand yeah where are you gonna send the fine to where where what address what address not to mention this is really you saying i'm finding you there's no way you can pay it right so now you come downtown you go to jail now you're in jail and we can monetize your stay here we monetize your criminalization that's the point right when you're in jail someone's being subsidized for those meals you eat someone's being subsidized whether it's taxpayer money government stipends whatever private contracts now we have put you in the system and monetized you and that's really what it is when you're sitting out there in the park there's we're not making you're you're there's no money we're making off of it mm-hmm. so we're gonna find you and get you in the system now the thing i will say is um when they not offering alternative indoor um alter yeah indoor alternatives to to those people that then yeah i think they it's like they literally don't have a choice right as opposed to if there was a shelter there were places these people could stay and they were like nah fuck it i'm just camping out in the park i don't give a fuck i could understand that at some point you know what i'm saying like that would be unreasonable that would be a hey this is not what the public park is for the people just to live here is for you know other reasons like i could get that and i understand there's some danger in that not just Mm -hmm. danger to other people but danger to them to be out there in those in those situations but if there is no alternative what the fuck are they supposed to do right you know um but shout out to that judge because judgments like that lead to cities having to come up with alternatives now what i bet will happen is that they'll pass some other type of law to to avoid doing that um because these people right now represent money yes like all this shit represents money and if you look at it that way then you see why we're criminalizing certain things that people can't help Mm -hmm. um all right let's get into another segment let's do some uh fucking with black people we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right y'all it's time to play the game we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game that goes all around the globe make us feel fucked with the real sign point scores of zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's see who's fucking with us uh i'm not racist says arkansas sheriff who used the n-word nine times because his girlfriend spoke to a black guy if if you're not racist for doing that what what would make one racist nothing's racist anymore i thought i told you this nothing is racist nothing and no one is racist i mean for talking to a black guy well what has he done can you tell me big magic johnson what has he done 
Well, yes, he's a business person. He he's uh, got AIDS. Arkansas Sheriff Todd Wright has resigned after circulation of a five-minute audio recording in which he called a black employee at a local Piggly Wiggly store a fucking black-ass nigger and accused a female friend of his of being a nigger lover just for talking to him. But he's not racist, okay? I hope y'all don't think he's racist just because he said those things. We were talking about fucking the, the ship with the mask at first, and then I was talking about... so number one sounds like he has some possession issues in addition to living above a railroad track like why the fuck is the audio like that anyway um he it sounds like I'm rec- she she recorded this on the outside of a 757 but um the it sounds like there's some issues with possessiveness because we know that police officers also have a much higher rate of domestic abuse mm-hmm. um and so it sounds like there's some issues there already because him being mad she spoke to any person but of the opposite uh sex seems like a i don't know like some fucked up shit to be mad about mm-hmm. why are you talking to me like that i'm not blaming up on you i'm yeah you heard him call her fucking nigger lover not a racist though um not a racist bone in his body he seemed to find it personally humiliating that his girlfriend would dare talk to a black man in his presence and worry what others would think if they saw it occurring <laughs> what does it say about your friend circles that talking to a black man would immediately be like you ain't got your bitch in check just talking bro she i she said thank she you very much she said can i get ten dollars on pump five do what kind of woman are you dating god what damn. is happening here she gave eye contact she said he said you have a nice day and she said you too is she fucking him what dude um despite using the n-word nine times in the recording right has said that he's not racist um right initially refused to resign stated on facebook to all i have offended or hurt i send my sincere apologies and will pray for my enemies my enemies uh how who's the enemies here the blacks who did nothing to you niggas who work at piggly wiggly the blacks that you swore to protect and serve those right i said will that be 10 on pump five or five on pump 10 and now i'm your enemy however he agreed to resign after a unanimous vote by court leaders uh before uh, offering his resignation he cried (laughs) here we go (laughs) he cried because he didn't want to give it up he was forced to oh boy here we go they love that one that old chestnut you get caught uh you get caught in some shit like that and all and now and now it's all oh you know uh (laughs) we all have feelings (laughs) <laughs> oh my god what is fucking wrong with people mm-hmm. like now you want to cry you was just talking big shit but my mouth to god's ears i really hate those nigger rats and anyone else really that doesn't have pure white aryan blood running through their veins i'm happy to be talking to a true white american god bless white america oh i have the audio of him at him at the um hearing let's hear what he had to say um if i can get it to play sorry it looks like froze a little bit Mm-mm-mm. you hate to see a pol- tough police officer that has it so hard you know crying 
like a little child. I want to make my mom a proud. You guys are not doing anything with your life. You may not see it, but I'm trying to do. I'm trying to accomplish something, and you guys are preventing me from that. All y'all haters, like I'm trying to accomplish my dreams. If you don't like me, just block me. I didn't do anything to you. Hmm. Very compelling <laughs> stuff. Uh, he, he cried and he said that he's not racist. He added that his words came out during a heated moment. Nine times. The court agreed to pay him a month more in salary so he could start looking for a new job. Ooh, what, wonder what, what kind of field he can go into now. The same one in a different community. Maybe it's some private security where you have even less regulations come on another officer will take over his duties during his final month overseeing a county that is 25 percent black and i would love to hear from those residents how their experience has been under sheriff mcrace's pants me too anyway karen guess i mean guess the race zero to a hundred right zero to a hundred for todd wright you get a hundred i give him a 100 oh my god it's not still not racist that's that's what's so amazing to no me. i thought you do not racist at all still not racist mm-mm, mm-mm. zero racism right okay when you're laughing guys here i hate those nigger rats uh joe biden campaign sets out to engage black men with shop talk conversation series uh abc news reports that joe biden's campaign is investing in a public relations campaign in an effort to engage black men and will employ a series of conversations called shop talk meaning meant to resemble the carefree raw banter found in black barbershops man black barbershops coming to mainstream media has really blown up in the last like mm-hmm. couple of years mm-hmm. i don't know why but it's like everybody want to do an off-the-cuff black barbershop discussion because it's one of those things where you know black barbershops and black beauty salons too but more black barbershops is like the place where you know dudes just get around and they talk and you know it's very open and unrestricted and i think shout out to lebron everybody you know he literally made a whole show about that and everybody was like oh people tend to have a tendency to respond well to this so yeah i just think if you've ever been in a black barbershop no stop doing this have y'all heard the conversations in there because what what you're getting on lebron james show is not actually like the black barbershop it's 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 all over the place they about to be asking motherfucking joe biden what are you gonna do about the jews and the weather machines and shit and this come on and then everybody gonna be like oh a lot of third eyes a lot of smell like incense a lot of mixtape selling the man a lot of bootleg selling the man opening up the door yeah like a lot of these conversations are not necessarily vetted and they're not the wokest like if you really yeah. get in the real experience then then they they're not the wokest group of people it's gonna be a lot of females talk and shit come on the first virtual event was held in uh wisconsin oh it's a virtual event okay so we won't be in a physical and that's good in the 2016 elections only 54 percent of black men eligible to vote did so in comparison to 64 percent of their eligible white counterparts the first virtual event was held in wisconsin on thursday and the panel included super producer and rapper jermaine dupree who engaged with community leaders from the state including wisconsin lieutenant governor mandela barnes jermaine dupree was okay okay sometimes something needs to happen where they say we're doing this for black people not oh god no not this not this <sighs> these niggas get on my goddamn nerves man oh my god <laughs> not this not this this is a waste of time 
because it's it literally is. it is i'm sorry but all the people who are this late in the game saying what you gonna do for black people when literally you can go you can type into google what joe biden's plan for black america is and see what he plans on doing right. and now i don't mind you questioning him let's just be clear about what i'm saying i wouldn't mind you questioning him if you were being specific like i have looked at your policies and here are my questions about your policies this is such low information bullshit what you gonna do for black people it's such bullshit man and have them go through the shit that they've already you should know like if you actually gave a fuck it's not real this is not real this is this is less than theater it's bullshit so people can like you know point to how woke look how look how how pro-black i am i don't even fuck with joe biden like this is a waste of fucking time like like talk to joy reed talk you know what i'm saying like go do something serious this is this is bullshit this is that you know charlemagne ice cube russell simmons P P diddy like i'm not very politically versed i don't really talk or get active in politics very often once every four years i just come out of woodwork and say black people shouldn't vote for democrats we should hold our money and hold our votes and we should and 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 we go well what 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 would that accomplish right we that you know we did because this is fine four more years of this is fine um but yeah anyway um Dupree said in the interview ABC News urging the Biden campaign to lay out detailed policy proposals on how they will improve black communities. This is a waste of time because they're going to keep doing this. Conversations will be honest, according to Bakari Sellers, a longtime Kamala Harris supporter who is helping out with the effort and will set out to address problem areas for the campaign, such as Biden's role in the 1994 crime bill and Harris's role as a prosecutor. I feel like she does have to address some of that stuff, and I can't say that it's going to win everybody, but I think that it will turn heads, said Dupree, a lot more than it will if she doesn't address it. Yeah. Okay. Zero to hundred. This could say, you know what? It's gonna get a hundred just for the fact that I've been in black barbershops. I know how these conversations go. They're very ignorant. They're very uneducated. And just no, it's just niggas doing nigga shit, and uh, which is fine. But uh, it's gonna be one of those things where you're gonna. You're, I don't think you're going to learn anything new. Like, it's going to be asking some of the basic-ass questions that most people should know if they cared or if they actually gave a fuck. And your targeted audience isn't going to care. Like, I'll talk about, like, you're trying to target the black men that didn't vote. Them niggas ain't going to vote again. And the ones that are going to vote, their mind is already made up who, the, who they're voting for. So... To me, you know, it's a waste of time. I don't know, you know, how the production is going to go, you know, how it's going to turn out and shit like that. I'm pretty sure it's going to trend and and shit like that. And everybody's going to be talking about it and things like that. But it's one of those things where I'm like, do we really need this? I don't think we do. Here's what I'll say. Um, I, 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 I'm fucked with, obviously, uh, 75 probably, maybe 100. Um, I don't think this is good discourse quality wise now maybe there are some black people who will be swayed but the type of black person that has this attitude of what they're gonna do for us at this stage 
is the person that doesn't do research will not be swayed by this conversation because them holding out is the point this is the bernie bro version of you know of blackness and um the fact that these motherfuckers get to kind of take center stage like an undecided voter yeah it's just so i don't like this shit Mm. i don't like i don't like when they do it with the undecided voters to be honest it's irritating the fact that they get to take stages if they're speaking for blackness and black people and whatnot i don't like that and then the other part of it that's really weird is we know that black women vote at a 90 percent clip for democrats right and we know that kamala harris a lot of the reason that her people are excited about her is because she is a black woman and so to then turn around and be like but what we really need to do is put the spotlight on black men in the community and we're not talking about black men that are politically active black men that are well informed black men who are versed in this stuff and want to want to help you're talking about black men who've been sitting with their arms folded going what they gonna do for us what you know like this might as well be tangibles or or ados type shit like um and so that feels uh like a waste of time to me now maybe it won't be maybe i'll watch this or hear about it and 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 it'll be like oh that was a good conversation and they got to really get to talk about their policies and stuff but my guess is because they'll be talking to low people who are purposefully low information and choose to remain low information the conversation will be low information and it won't gain or change anything if anything it'll just become another thing for them to take a soundbite from and be like look biden fucked up he said black people do blankety blank isn't it he's terrible we shouldn't even vote for him like it's just gonna be that shit rather than anything substantive and so that's why it bothers me uh, for those reasons so yeah i I think i gotta give it a hundred man yeah and, and the thing is uh you can go reach and cater those people, but you don't need to give them a platform like this. Like, like, like those people do need to be reached. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. the, the platform like this, no, like, no, don't, don't waste nobody's time. There's other things that y'all could be investing y'all campaign money in that would actually be more effective. If not, you know, do a Kamala Harris circle with black men, you know, and yeah. the, the, the pe- right. people, people that, that are informed. I'd watch that before I watch this, but even with, even, even with that though, not these niggas right like these are the people that really don't give a fuck like i don't want the motherfucker that's like uh i don't talk politics or say anything about black people until it's someone turns on a camera and it's almost november every four years that's not that's you know that's to me that just seems to me it feels like a waste of time and like it's gonna be a very low information situation and that low information people don't really seek out shit Mm-mm. so this is not going to get them to be like oh okay now i know you know what i mean that's my guess now maybe i'm wrong you know and far be it from me to say not to try as much shit as you can hopefully people on the campaign have thought about this and worked it out but it just don't seem it just seemed like a waste of fucking time um all right last one activist sean king is under fire on twitter after screenshots of his latest email went viral the email mentioned the passing of black panther star chadwick boseman before promoting sean king's book king's name was number two trending up topic on social media platform saturday with more than twenty-three thousand tweets about him at the twitter account <laughs> very white guy surfaced screenshots of king's email um sean king is using chadwick's death to sell books he claims 
donate money donate do not don't make him money any money uh i'm so tired of sk profiting off of black death and it's just pictures of this email jesus christ hello my friend i hope that you are hanging in there yesterday i sent an email checking in on everybody and just a very just a few hours later we learned of the death of chadwick boseman life is so fragile tomorrow is not promised over the past six years of the black lives matter movement i've traveled to 47 states teaching organizing learning and leading in all six years everywhere i go people ask me sean how do i actually use my life my skills my time my energy to impact change and change the world my book make change is <laughs> keep it simple back to basics it's funny because the double entendre you know what i mean i'm out here making change you know what i'm saying cha-ching my book make change is a 272 page answer to that question it's not an autobiography i tell my story of course but it's actually a guide to help you through this exact moment that we are in right now i am not here to promote a a product i'm here to promote a solution an answer god that sounds like such a salesman pitch you know what i mean they do like when someone's trying to get you in a pyramid scheme and they it's like but didn't this a pyramid scheme it's not a pyramid scheme what i'm saying is a solution to the question we have always had which is how do i sell sharp knives <laughs> like wait a minute i think this is a goddamn timeshare meeting right how did we get here at a time when we desperately need clarity the book is available at every bookstore in the country online and off you can purchase it on amazon here you can purchase it on independent black owned bookstores here or here or here you can purchase it at barnes and noble uh you can purchase the audio book on audible here you can purchase it at books a million here you can purchase it from target here how many weeks he got you could get it on a plane you would you could you on a on a train come on uh i just want you to have it in this moment i wrote it for this moment we now have over 700 five-star reviews on amazon from readers who are putting the lessons to great use and listen i hate to even have to say this but when i write an email like this it's not for profit or personal gain i don't make a dime off of selling books word i was paid a year ago i write these emails to help get us on the same page when they paid you a year ago not, but not just that but who fucking book contract is you don't get paid ever again off of this book nobody's book contract is that you get paid when they sell too now they give you some money up front but you do get a percentage off of the unit sold like you might want to um fire your agent yes <laughs> they cheated you my nigga if you wrote a whole book and uh you don't get nothing off of the sales you might want to someone got somebody gotta get fired uh but yeah so uh a lot of people are very offended by that because you know he's using uh bringing up chad with bozeman's death in the wake of all that and mm-hmm. then he basically tweeted out um some shit that was basically like yeah i did it and i don't take it back and i don't care and um you know like like it was important and uh, i already had this his excuse this is his excuse or whatever his explanation i guess is the best word to say he was like um i already was gonna send out this uh automated email and then i just added in the part about chadwick bozeman um uh because it was relevant or some shit oh just send out what you was gonna send out anyway yeah this is crazy i can't believe um this is crazy 
yeah uh, four hours ago he tweeted um i'm still here no one trending topic in the country four days this past week got canceled a lot i'm literally not leaving not stopping pushing forward don't base my worth or value on trends my self-esteem doesn't swing up when i'm popular or down when i'm not (sighs) i i don't know I, i i just don't see how that 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 just does not come off well to me anyway zero to 100 karen a zero because I, I i don't give a fuck i mean i hate to be like this like mm-hmm. i'm not buying nothing from him i'm not purchasing nothing from him he does not directly impact my life so i mean i don't care yeah um i think uh like to do something like that just seems so fucked up to me mm-hmm. and you know i try to stay out of these fucking these activist things because yep. they they a lot of his ego and a lot of them really do wild shit and say wild shit because it's kind of what they do yes sir you know you kind of got to be a wild person to want to be an activist in the first place i mean obviously conservative people not gonna normally glom onto that but i think this is so distasteful at this moment and then and this was literally the day chad with bozeman died mm-hmm. that uh i honestly can't uh can't fuck with it. I, I i give it a cars like it's just that distasteful to me and you know people have really you know people can argue about whether he's white or black and all that type of shit I, i'm not even joining in that i just no, know that this would i would think this was whack no matter who did this and this is super fucking whack um especially in the name of selling a fucking book because that got nothing to do with chadwick Mm-mm. all right uh so yeah jacars to that shit i just it's just super distasteful and mm-hmm. you know people i i guess all the activists make money off of black tragedy is kind of what they do yes sir but that just seems like such a blatant thing and then his attitude on twitter and like talking down to people you know that had an issue with it i think when you've been accused of so much shit and you've gotten into so many twitter fights and you're so used to being the person that's the victim you know because there's been times where he can say he's legitimately been a victim like he stood up for black people and black lives matter and racist people have targeted him and shit i'm sure mm-hmm. but then there's also been times where you know the call in or whatever's coming from within the community is coming from other black people that do care about these things yes and he just kind of positions it as this is also people attacking me for no reason you know because i'm staying i'm still standing and shit and at the end of the day he is still standing no one's gonna cancel him there's nothing they can do to him Mm-mm. um whatever the fuck you know they say about his money and stuff i mean the government ain't found shit he ain't you know what i mean like he he somehow is still able to just do this so um but yeah at this point i, I don't know how you can't be fucked with that's such that feels like such a such a blatant violation of of just ethically and the audacity of that to me is is just uh it's unsettling to think somebody could just do that like oh let me add this paragraph about chadwick bozeman to sell books you know like and that's the other thing even if you were telling the truth and you don't get no money off of sales of your book at this point 
you still get something from word of mouth record name recognition the pr people buying and having your book the the pitch to sell your next book comes from the fact that oh look how many people bought my old book um the ratings on, on amazon go you lend you credibility so you can be like look how many ratings i got and and also like nothing this shit right here really highlights who you do it for because you do this shit for white people because that's the only target of that email that's not us Mm -mm. none of us was sitting around like i need to know what to do next man and now chadwick died i really need to to read a book about something to do oh sean king will help me and make change like no one was thinking that no Um, one yeah we're not your targeted audience yeah no one's gonna be like uh i didn't know what to do chad with bozeman died but then i bought this book and uh thank god sean king sent me that email you know what i mean like it's just I, at least i can't imagine anyone being like that so i I just it just seems so so blatantly foul and when you think about the stench of all the other shit coming from around him and all the other people that have worked with him and been embittered by working with him mm-hmm. and all this shit and all these failed projects and shit it's just something yes, in the milk sir. ain't clean something in the milk ain't clean so all right let's uh move on uh let's do some uh guest race now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read the play news talkers from all over the globe we ask our contestants today karen and the chat room to guess the race and of course everyone playing is a stone cold racist all right let's get to the guessing a houston single mom issued an eviction notice with a smiley face emoji we're guessing the race of the mom okay okay uh so a struggling single mother of two was left in tears this week after receiving a heartless and vile eviction notice that included a smiley face emoji and a wave emoji what sonya lee 33 who has been out of work since the start of the coronavirus pandemic came home monday to find the emoji filled uh notice taped to her door at the steeples apartment complex in houston texas they read guess who's moving you <gasps> three three exclamation points pay your outstanding balance or release your apartment and turn in your keys to the leasing office by 6 p.m today eviction will be filed promptly tuesday morning 8 18 2020 you don't know how evictions work you can't keep people out like that uh yeah i don't know no they don't work no you do get a warning they, they have to warn you but they may have warned her already that's that's true but you don't do it like that like this would be this is your final warning you've been notified like you would have something saying we notified you on this date this date this date this is your final warning and you they would still give you a a period of time like that sounds very unprofessional that don't even well, sound like that's a legit I, I don't think we can argue that it's not unprofessional it is very much throwing chat with bozeman in your mass email but i, I i'm uh, saying we don't know that she's got zero warnings before this we don't know that's true because they're not this isn't a picture of the note it's just what they are telling us is on the note so she may they may have complied with the law and been like because if she hasn't paid rent since however long and then this is them being like you know you getting kicked out today then maybe there were some other warnings either way the way it's written is 
extremely unprofessional right you get whether get, they did devil's parts or not is what i'm saying okay because uh, yeah because i'm like well you getting kicked out today we're gonna file well then how am i getting kicked out if you ain't filed um yeah oh, that's a good point karen actually you're right i was mad i ain't gonna lie lee said to people magazine i didn't think it was funny at all i felt like they were antagonizing the tenants through the situation and it was heartless especially during the pandemic a lot of people lost their jobs a lot of people aren't able to get the resources i was denied unemployment five times good god uh she said she was overwhelmed looking for jobs she's three months behind on her rent so yeah it isn't a you miss one month and we're kicking you out so uh and that normally does satisfy the legal requirements if you get three months behind like normally by then they've warned you enough and they've been like you got this many days to fix it and we can kick you out so i'm not really surprised at that part anyway so it's like i'm a single mother with two boys i do the best that i can and i'm a very hard working woman i don't know what i was going to do after exhausting all my resources from calling 211 local health assistance and wasn't able to get through i didn't know what to do at the local news stations picked up her story um swapnel agarwal ceo of karia property management that operates the steeples complex apologized on behalf of the company telling local tv station ktrk buck stops with me and yes i do personally apologize i wish i had the time and the resource to reach out personally to every one of them who have dealt with any issues at our properties but i'm apologizing personally in case it was insensitive and if she was really trying to work out a payment program with the property or that she was in communication with the manager then i accept it's truly our fault our Gowal uh told the outlet the manager who wrote the eviction letter has been reprimanded and lee is no longer being evicted she also has a GoFundMe that's raised over $33,900. Wow. Uh, Karen, guess the race of Sonya Lee. I'm going to go black. And um, and I'm glad she got that money. Because sometimes she was having a very hard time. Yeah, part of me, I, I'm like always happy when the GoFundMe comes through for people. But I was, uh, I was going to actually say this earlier about the homeless st- story we can't go fund our way out of these fucking systemic problems no the system you know? has got to change like some of this shit is just like well, there we gave forty thousand dollars like you know or that's what i was gonna say it wasn't about the homeless people it was about the kids who uh were at taco bell using mm-hmm. wi-fi mm-hmm. like so i'm sure the impulse is let's start a gofundme we can't go fund our way out of this Mm-mm. we have to we have the resources through our tax money and and stuff the shit just take it from the police department and everybody can have a laptop and a wi-fi router and shit right anyway uh let me check the races here uh black uh oh she black black if it was a white woman they would work with her and hell would set up a gofundme too black black well they did do those things k-can she's going to put her next apartment in her baby's name <laughs> oh black girl. black black the correct answer is black y'all are right <laughs> yep that's her and her two boys so just crazy man mm-hmm. how people people so fucking cruel and callous like that's so that sounds like somebody that was delighting in kicking her out yes. you know and it's also that thing they do too where they like I, you can't pay your rent because you don't want to pay your rent because you lazy you're lazy black blah 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 blue blue mm-hmm. 
uh all right let's get into the next one vampire spits on police officer threatens to drink his blood what oklahoma city police were called to a 7-eleven convenience store in response to a man who was threatening staff and customers the man later identified as james pettyjohn was uh, he petty eye and he was allegedly asking people if they were ready to die today police say that's not like the start of a fucking like hair metal band song who's ready to die today Woo! <laughs> let's go police say they arrived he ran to a median uh northwest when he oh when they arrived he ran to the median on the highway uh officers to tried to make contact with petty john but he took his shirt off kicked off his sandals and took a fighting stance <laughs> roadhouse uh, 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 uh. i guess this vampire got them hands <laughs> police were able, <laughs> police were able to hand to get to grab his hands and cuff him uh petty john I began guess it was like you ain't gonna stab him with no steak <laughs> police petty john began pulling away and yelling that he was a vampire he's gonna bite the officer's neck and drink his blood while the officer was putting him in a police car petty john shouted he was going to spit in his face uh once in the car police say petty john lunged forward and spit in the officer's face yelling i'm going to feast on your blood police transported him to baptist hospital to get blood drawn to see if he was exposed the officer to any diseases after the test officers booked him in the county jail and charged him for aggravated assault and battery on a police officer karen guess the race of john of james petty john oh white they should have bought what is that they should have bought some garlic Mm-hmm. some crosses or something uh didn't die immediately black while they're <laughs> white there are no black vampires what about blade uh and the petty john uh, <laughs> all the petty johns i know here in oklahoma are, nigg- are niggas so black joe biden's america white alucard don't play uh braithwaite white uh braithwaite white whoops i meant i didn't didn't die immediately white says k-can um black question mark colin farrell white 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 garlic would have been too spicy for him white <laughs> is that why the, that's why i work on vampires because they white like, oh garlic Mm-mm. i'll wait too, too spicy for the pepper mm-hmm. <laughs> draw smiling faces on pink slits white oh. cracker ass vampire white better be white angel dust white vampire in brooklyn black the correct answer is white <laughs> A lot of y'all missed it, though. Yeah, because if he was black, they'd have waited until the sun come out. Mm-hmm. They would just have him outside. That would be the ultimate police brutality. No proof, no evidence. Mm, come on. They'd have just stabbed him in the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get to let's get to the uh like, We'll be fucking around for then. To the bonus round. <laughs> double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race and the bonus round of guess the race uh karen yes is two for two i can you believe it i can't mm-hmm. let's see if she can go a rare three for three all right let's see what story do i want to do last how about 
Um, uh, I think we did this one already. Uh, how about this? A Mesa man murders his coworker for not rolling up the truck's passenger window. A lot of pressure there. What? A Mesa man is in jail at the investigator say he shot and killed a coworker for not rolling up his window during a ride back to Phoenix. According to court paperwork, 27-year-old Adam Douglas Haywood was riding in a moving truck with two other men back to Phoenix after just finishing a moving job in Snowflake on July 26. While on the US 60 in the area of Queen Valley, Haywood got upset with Bokori Udrigo uh, because the passenger side window was down. Haywood was in the middle seat. The verbal fight escalated in the, to a physical one. And that's when investigators say Haywood shot and killed uh, Udrigo around 10 p.m it do be hot in uh arizona is that what this was arizona apparently so um the the driver who has not been identified then saw haywood push udrago's body out of the open window uh court paper said the driver then stopped the truck and told haywood to see if the victim was alive but he wasn't haywood then said talk then talked about hiding the body in the bushes and that he knew someone who would help him dispose of the body he also but motherfucker everyone know y'all on the job together right y'all gonna return back with one less employee yeah kind of motherfucking for my man ass crime is this this is one of them half hour for my mans yeah yeah you only you get you get the 30 minutes he also said he had ten thousand dollars which the driver took as a possible bribe to hide the body but then Haywood drove, tried to drive off in the moving truck, but couldn't since it's a manual transmission. The driver feared for his life, so he drove Haywood back to the moving company office in Phoenix. So he tried to leave him out there, but couldn't because he didn't know how to drive the vehicle. Right. Damn, this stick. Oh. Shit, my weakness. I guess you live today because I need you to drive me back home. Once they got to the office, Haywood took off in his own car, and then the truck driver called his boss and the police. Haywood went back to his house in Mesa oh yeah definitely don't want the criminal the police to have to work hard to find it officers showed up at his house he was taken into custody without incident according to the court paperwork Haywood told I mean cause it sounds like the body is still out there so they believe you me they're gonna find that body or somebody called and reported that body come on Haywood told detectives he shot Udrago well not just that but the dude you killed the person in front of drove you back and is still alive so they just called the police like it's not even about finding the body no you, you all the evidence was sitting in the car with you driving stick uh in self-defense he said it was his self-defense because he's afraid the victim would choke him to death oh ain't that how it be haywood then uh was then booked into jail on one count of second degree murder um so karen guess the race of adam douglas haywood adam douglas haywood i'm gonna go black check the chat room got mad because dude was letting all the cool air out the truck black oh no one he who purchased a sean king book to cope with the passing of chadwick bozeman well that's got to be white uh black says chocolate cookie uh john wayne gacy white is that black or white oh wait no that's definitely white uh buying sean king books come on now you never seen that in the black house crazy whole white white uh white a lot of people going white on this one um only karen and uh jane and chocolate cookie went black it appears Mm -hmm. and the correct answer is he's white 
You missed it. Mm. Some of you got it right. Oh, he white, white. Cause that that sounds like a nigga crying. That crime made no sense. Like the hell you doing this for? And that's just because of your racism. Oh yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, I'm sure. You know black people do crimes that make sense as well and some that don't make sense that's true too but you know right that's what this game is about our racism it's not really about the stories at all you've learned a lot about yourself today right uh <laughs> sore racks this time somebody say blacks don't drive stick <laughs> i can't We'll huck a bucket out. You'll get that, though. Fuck that. Ah! Ah! Might take transmission up. We'll get there. A man breaks into a downtown Madison home with a samurai sword. Police search for a man to say broke into a home with a samurai sword on Wednesday night, according to Madison Police Department, just before midnight. The man came into the home by prying open the doors with the sword. The people living inside say the man got into several rooms but ran away after they confronted him. Officers do not know if anything was stolen from the home, but they did share that the samurai sword caused the damage. They're looking for a black man with a short blade, short blonde highlight dreads. They ask anyone with information to call Madison area crime solvers. Damn. Wow. Black man with blonde dreads. Was he blonde too? Huh? I said, was he blind too? Trying to help Ichigo? <laughs> Only three people got that joke. <laughs> I was one of them. <laughs> oh, man. I figured out you get down. That's a good one. It is good. <laughs> All right, child. That's it. Uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Uh, oh, if, uh, if you're around uh at 4 p.m me and justin are gonna be live with dom rivera uh dominic rivera talking sports on this show the mind of dom uh follow me on facebook and twitter or whatever i'll send out the link all right until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.